Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yeah, welcome in pro wrestling fans here on a Wednesday. It is time for Busted Open, the podcast edition. I'm Ryan McKinnell in for David LaGreca. I got Tommy Dreamer and the one and only Mickey James along for the ride. And on today's episode, we got the one and only Black Machismo, Jay Lethal, stopping by to talk about his match against Rick Flair in what was Rick Flair's retirement match over the weekend. Great conversation with Jay, so make sure you check it out. And speaking of great conversations, we got AEW president Tony Khan stopping by for some Tony time. So sit back, relax, and click play. Let's get it going. It's busted open on a Wednesday. We got Black Machismo on the line, and I'm not letting that dude wait here on a Wednesday. Jay Lethal joining the show right now, fresh off that retirement match against Ric Flair on Sunday night. Jay, how does it feel uh, just a few days removed from such a kind of iconic moment in the history of pro wrestling? Well, first of all, Ryan, show me where to sign, and I'll sign the petition for you to permanently replace LaGreca. Because you're doing a fantastic Ooh. job. Wow. That that made wow, my Wednesday, Jay, Jay. I'm not I, I normally I normally don't like the cheap pops. I normally don't like the cheap pops and I direct anyone away from that sort of praise because I love Dave and I don't want to upset the fearless leader. But dude, when it comes from Black Machismo, I'm here for it. Thanks for the praise, my guy. Right. I mean I'm here and LaGreca couldn't even be bothered to show up. What's that about? <laughs> wow. Maybe because you're not on the good foot anymore. Oh, <laughs> Mickey, I Maybe think that's... you're right. I think I got I got on off the good foot. I think I need to get Yeah. Back. You don't went and got on that bad foot is what happened. <laughs> oh, what's up, guys? Tommy, what's up? How are you feeling, my friend? The MVP of uh, last uh, yeah. Sunday. Uh, I know it was an emotional time for you as well. Um, yeah. But you were definitely MVP. Uh, my take of that whole thing, again, you were the MVP. And then I said, man, I miss the fact that uh, Jeff Jarrett, who did a phenomenal job and did something that it's so hard to do, got real heat, wanted people yes. to beat him up. And I was like, man, I don't know if I'll see Jeff Jarrett wrestling again because, you know, he's currently, uh, you know, working uh, behind the scenes in WWE. It was a great event, and everyone that was participated in it uh, said it was a happy time. But how was it for you performing? I'm, I'm still riding that high right now. It, 
I do believe, much like uh, pretty much most of my career, uh, it still hasn't fully set in uh, what I've gotten to do. I think when I finally settle down and realize it, uh, my brain is going to explode. I, I just I I can't believe I got to team with first of all Jeff Jarrett. I mean, I can't tell you how many times my brother and I have said, don't piss me off. I can't tell you how many times I've sang with my baby tonight. I know all the words. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've said J-E-double-F-ha-ha-ha-J-A-double-R-E-double-T. I can't tell you how big of a wrestling fan I am. I was just in awe and just in dreamland. Uh, teaming with Jeff against my idol growing up. I mean, it's fair for me to say if there were no Ric Flair, I don't know if there would be a Jay Lethal. That's how influential he was uh, on me. And I got to be in there with uh, Andrade. I mean, what an amazing talent. I, and I hope that in some way this helps some future matches uh, are in store for me and Andrade. Um, and I, I like... I, there's no way to put this in full words. I just, it, it was unreal. I was a, in a dream. Um, and here's another thing too. Like I didn't do this match for myself. I did this to help out uh, a legend, to help out somebody that I idolized, to help out Rick Flair. He asked me to do it. Of right. course I wanted to do it for him. I didn't do this to further my career. I didn't do this for me because I mean, quite simply, I'm sure it was in the back of everybody's mind, this could have went horribly wrong. Uh, and, and to have your name attached sure. to something that goes very, very badly wouldn't be good. But at the risk was – I was willing to, to put the risk because the reward was so great. And the reward for me was seeing the smile on my idol's face because I somehow helped them uh, complete some task that they wanted to do. Um, and it was just unreal. And, and kudos to everybody involved. I saw a lot of the stage guys, those vignettes and those videos that they put out were incredible. Kudos to all those guys who worked on it from the top to the bottom. Kudos to AEW. I mean, I'm an AEW contracted wrestler, so to get to work on something outside of AEW, uh, you think would be like pulling teeth, but Tony... He knew how much flair means to me. He knew what this meant to me. So he you know, willingly let me work on something outside uh, of the company, which was, I mean, so cool of him to do. And uh, I just can't thank enough people. Uh, there's no, not enough time to thank everybody, but like, it was just a dream come true. If anybody out there who knows me, uh, then like even my best friend, Sanjay, he knew exactly what this meant to me. So he flew him and his family out because I'm the godfather of his daughter. And he, he knew exactly oh. what it meant to me. So he made a whole trip out of it um, because I love that so know, much. I thought Sanjay was there because he was there with the company or as a representative oh. <laughs> or whatever. I didn't realize that he flew him. I saw the kids and I saw his wife there, but that's so sweet. What a real friend. Yeah. Hey, uh, you think about, I know you're a historian uh, as rest for wrestling as well. Think of like all the moving parts. Um, we have, you're an AEW guy. Andrade is an AEW guy. Ric Flair is independent. Um, Jeff Jarrett is a WWE official. Mm -hmm. um, 
the show is run by impact wrestling, the production, all that stuff. There were so many moving parts that were could have just blew up in everybody's faces, but it came together. And then like, if you think about, and this is like a cool thing, you're wrestling, you turn to your right, Undertaker, Mick Foley, Bret Hart, all in attendance. Wild. <laughs> and like Undertaker works in WWE. It was nuts, dude. It was like a wrestling summit, yeah. but everyone was there to celebrate their love of professional wrestling and their love of a performer. And that performer was Ric Flair. Yeah. Insane, I will say. And I, and yeah, they were front row. And you know what? I, I wanted to so badly think about that. But to be honest, once I went through the curtain walking down the ramp, uh, all I could think about, and this is the God's honest truth, all I could think about was making sure that I did as good a job as I could to protect and make sure that Rick would be okay. Uh, looking for any signs of trouble, like I was just had tunnel vision. So like I said, later on when I finally stop moving and sit down and relax and realize just what happened and who was in the front row, who was in attendance, uh, I think my brain is going to explode. Like, nice. and, I, and then the, the train is still moving tonight where we got dynamite um, and I'm wrestling orange Cassidy live on television. Like I just, I don't want to stop moving because yeah, I don't want my brain to explode. Uh, but like when I really get to think about everything that just happened uh, last weekend and everything in my career, uh, I've been very blessed, fortunate, lucky. It's like winning the lottery, my career. Uh, and and I, I, the hard work I put in, sure, but a lot of it is luck and being blessed. Um, and I, I, I couldn't have asked for a better career. I couldn't have, like, but yeah, those guys at ringside, unreal, right? Unreal. Now, if I was there, I would have totally hit a tombstone and given the middle finger to the undertaker. <laughs> booked myself an angle right there, but that's just me. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, this all kind of started with, Instagram and Twitter, like Ric Flair in the ring with you working out, which, and I remember seeing him like lock up with Ricky Morton. And I was like, wow, Rick still has one hell of a great lockup. And then how did like all this come about where he just like comes to your wrestling school? Well, I found out that he moved or lived in Tampa mm -hmm. in uh, March, somewhere around March, end of March. And then he found that I had a school, and uh, he hit me up, which is always – sorry, one second. Okay, so Flair hit me up around end of March, early April. And, of course, you know, me being such a big fan, anybody standing around me at that particular time knew that I just got a text message from Ray Flair because uh, I'm going crazy, you know, uh, but he says, yeah, let's, uh, I heard you got a school. I want to get in. Let's do it. And I said, okay. And then the next day, uh, am I allowed to curse on here? In this yeah, sure. Sure you okay. are. Let's the, go. The next, the next day, I get a text from him that says, let's do it, motherfucker. Let's get in the <laughs> ring. Uh, I'm like, okay, what time? He goes, whatever time you tell me, let's do it. So I'm like, okay. So we meet at the ring, and we do a little rolling around, and we do some locking up, and when we leave, he goes, okay, same time tomorrow. And in the back of my head, I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Like, like is this just going to be a normal thing, me training with my idol? Just like, okay. <laughs> so then uh, the next day, he got up. I don't know what time he wakes up, 
But when I wake up every day around eight thirty nine o'clock, uh, I woke up to a missed call from him, so I uh, listened to my voicemail, and it's a voicemail that I'll never delete. All it said was, wake up, motherfucker. Suplex off the top. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. So I mentioned that. So, yeah, training just – and then, of course, April. We're in training, and it's April. It's my birthday. Uh, and I get a text message, happy birthday from Ric Flair. Man, just like – I just it's hard, so hard to describe how this is so crazy. Um but, yeah, it started about late March, early April, and I didn't know what this was all leading to. I just thought, hey, Rick is near a ring. He's a wrestler. Wrestling's in his blood. He just wants to get in there and, you know, uh, just roll around a little bit just to, you know, right. feed the, feed the uh, beast or whatever they call it. Uh, but it wasn't until late April um, where I heard rumblings that he was going to potentially have – a match coming up and he never told me straight out, but like he would hint at it and I would be like, well, how do I become a part of this? What's going on? Uh, so yeah, we were actually training since end of March, early April. And I, oh, I, had, wow. I had no idea why or what was going on. Well, in old school, they worked the mark uh, to get the, uh, what they wanted. <laughs> it worked out great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> I will say being there that night, like Jay, honestly, I can't imagine what you were feeling that night, but the energy in that building, um, like you guys had so much heat, Jeff and Karen had ridiculous amount of heat, like, uh, but it was just, it was so special and match. And I'm sure it was for you because like you said, it was, he was your idol. And, uh, I've just known you for so long to see you in that position and, um, I just thought it was a great job, like watching it. And it made me, um, I was watching it like a fan, you know, and it's hard to get us in the business to watch like a fan again, where I was truly emotional at the end of it, you know, and it was just, it was a really special uh, night and it was a part of wrestling history, you know, and it was really cool to see you be a part of that. And uh, man, it was, it was freaking awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Not to give away too much uh, behind the scenes stuff, but of course, Ric Flair doesn't believe in planning too much. He likes to do things <laughs> on the fly. He loves to, you know, oh, feels more real that way. Because so he's a worker. Because he's a worker. My favorite part of the whole, you know, since the beginning of the training in, in March uh, to last weekend, my favorite part of the entire thing was uh, we were supposed to get in the ring during the match. There was going to be a point where Rick and I were in the ring near the beginning. And I remember asking, and this is my all-time favorite part. My, I remember asking him, uh, okay, so when you and I get in there, what uh, what exactly do you want to do? And uh, he goes to me, what the fuck are you talking about? Just listen to me, kid. Follow me and I'll guide you. And I was like, oh all right, okay. All right. Okay, and fine. I don't know what about it. Okay, fine. Yes, sir. Uh, something about the way he said it was so cool to me. Uh, like he didn't sure. miss a step. And and another thing that I'd like to point out was I told Rick and everybody who would listen, I said, you know, he really doesn't even have to do it. Just a few chops and a woo, and everybody will be fine. 
Uh, right. But to take all to, to be trying to take all these moves, and he wants to be in there forever to show that he can still go, and yeah. he wants to, us to he wants us to quote unquote this is from, out of his word out of his mouth beat the shit out of me because you guys can't hurt me. Don't worry about it. Uh, to do all that, I thought, man, it was it was un, unreal that he still wants to do that, and and nobody sees or saw because sometimes a lot of time it didn't get recorded. But him being in my ring, practicing in Florida in that hot building, pushing himself to the point where he couldn't even get up. Nobody will see that ever, and like he didn't have to do that stuff. It wasn't needed, and it was just a personal thing. He wanted to make himself the best he possibly could have. But like I said, deep down inside, just a couple chops and a woo. And, the, and everybody would have been, been like, okay, there you go. That's what we're fine That was great. That. That's all they wanted um, to see. And the strut. Right. You know? Right. And, the, and maybe the and figure the four. That's it. And that's it. It was but, so but good, the fact though. That he was in the gym pushing himself to the point where he almost threw up and almost passed out. And nobody will ever see how hard he really worked uh, to put on the best wrestling match he could possibly put on it i swear to god it motivated me too and and i would see that and be like what the hell is my excuse like what what am right. i doing like he doesn't have to do this but he's doing it and just man it, it, it i've so many emotions when i would watch that at class it was unreal unreal to me yeah and you kind of know that that's just how he is and that he was going to be that way right yes right 100 yes, percent And Jay, because of uh, the match you had, uh, I announced 25 years from today, I will have you having my last match. Um, I'll be 77. Mickey will be there in a wheelchair gimmick. I was going to pull a foot. I'd like you to be there as well. Not only would I like to be there, Tommy, but I think uh, let's start it off with you coming down to Florida, training at my school. Uh, Right. Is your school still going to be open then? Let's hope me, it will be. It will. Okay. Be. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll be there. I'll be there waiting. I'm going to wait. We won't. How old will you be in 25 now. years? Oh, I'll still be wrestling. That's for damn sure. Oh, well, I'm having a retirement match. So it's, I, I mean, I was, I was thinking it at WrestleMania, but that's we'll try to work it out. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy, that's called, that's called long-term booking. That's what we call that long-term is. booking here. We'll set that right, up. We right. got it. It's all good. Uh, Black Machismo, <laughs> Jay Lethal here on a Wednesday. Man, first of all, congrats on an iconic moment over the weekend. I know personally uh, it had to mean a ton, and, and I got to thank you, man, for making some time for us here on a Wednesday, especially you got Dynamite tonight. You got Orange Cassidy, man. Go out there and get it. We'll be watching. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I like, whenever I do these, I'm always like, Oh, who am I forgetting? There's just so many people that I want to thank and that need credit for helping me get to where I am, but there's just never enough time, never enough time. I mean, like, Oh God, my parents, uh, who got to watch, you know, they, they wanted to be in attendance, but they, you know, traveling isn't the best for them right now. Um, and I know Carrie Silken, uh, I wouldn't be here oh. for Carrie. So, like, there's so many people, and it breaks my heart yeah. that I, I'm drawing a blank and I can't remember some of their names, and there's not enough time to remember, to list all their names. But if you're listening, thank you for following along on anything that I've ever done. Uh, and thank you for watching tonight. I'm going to go going against Orange Cassidy. Thank you, Mickey, for even being my friend. Tommy, you treat me like oh. an equal. This is amazing. Uh, Ryan, That's please great. replace LaGreca, please, on a permanent basis. 
Wow. Be bothered to be here. Wow. Uh, but yeah, just uh, thank you everybody for following along. Thank you. The world Jay. of wrestling is great right now. It's a great time to be a wrestler. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey everyone, Lindsay Rhodes here, host of the NFL Road Show podcast. After a long wait, it's finally time for the three sweetest words in the English language training camp season. Okay, maybe that's a stretch, but I am still super excited that we can finally see the light at the end of the tunnel and the NFL season is just around the corner. We will be getting you ready for that season the only way that we know how here on the NFL Road Show with great guests, insightful conversation, and a whole lot of passion. New episodes are released every Thursday. You can listen on the SXM app and wherever you stream your podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The one and only Tony Khan stopping by here on a Wednesday. You guys just sent out a press release, and you talked about some expanded roles, a little bit of breaking news, but you also brought in a very familiar uh, face in the business and also in William uh, women's wrestling, excuse me, Tony, uh, Madison Rain coming over to lend her knowledge and expertise to AEW. Can you talk about what we just heard from the AEW office? Yeah, very excited about the announcements today. We've shaken up the office a bit. We have a lot of great executives. We promoted some from within the team. And as you mentioned, we just added another coach. Madison Rain is a great wrestler with a ton of experience. And Tommy and Mickey are obviously both very familiar with her. 
and she's a great person in the ring and a great person in the office. And I think she's really going to add a lot to her team. And how cool is it that her first day in AEW tonight is going to be in her hometown, Columbus, Ohio, where we have Dynamite on TBS tonight. Yeah, that's incredible. She's a, an incredible asset, Tony. Congratulations. She's great. Thanks, Nikki. Yeah. I'm really excited. I think she's yeah. going to be great for the team. And, and uh, she's excited. And like I said, how cool is it to get to make your start in the office in your hometown. It's going to be neat and it should be a really fun thing. And um, everybody's really excited to have Madison rain as part of AEW, a lot of exciting things happening. And definitely today that's got a lot of people excited. Very cool. Does that mean she will no longer be wrestling because I enjoy her wrestling as well? I'm not saying she wouldn't wrestle anymore. And obviously, you know, we're kind of open to it. You know, we have other people in the office who do, wrestle right. as part of their schedule so i'm definitely open to it I haven't talked nice. a lot about it right now because i'm primarily focused on the whole company but uh yeah it's definitely something i'm really open to and, and would actually like great and the other big news is besides that you're live in columbus tonight on dynamite i've seen screen caps of it the video game aew Fight yes Forever. let's go tony khan it's going to be great. There's a lot of exciting things happening around AEW right now. It's, it's a great time and uh, very excited about AEW Fight Forever. Of course, really excited about some of the changes we made to the office. Madison Rain coming in, that's something we've been looking forward to and talking about for a while. Again, it's a perfect day to, for her to start here in her hometown and uh, get that hometown pop in the locker room. <laughs> and uh, And then also – Really great for people who've been working hard, Sanjay, QT, and Pat Buck, um, yeah. to get recognition for those roles and doing things that really they've been doing a lot of this to begin with, but we can formalize it. And those are people that have worked really hard and put in seven days a week for this company. And, and there are a lot of people top to bottom I, I really appreciate. And I think um, giving recognition to people who work hard is always really important. And uh, speaking speaking of that, uh, in this company, I think a lot of people have uh, gone a long way, risen very far in the ring based on how hard they've worked and uh, have have made the strides. And tonight, I think you're going to see some people that have come a long way in AEW from the beginning of their journey. And uh, tonight could be one of the biggest nights in the careers of several AEW stars tonight on TBS. So there's a lot uh, to look at. You know, and, and a lot of people making the leap, so to speak, in recent weeks in AEW. And it's just a really exciting time in the wrestling business. So I'm just glad to be here with the three of you today. Yeah. You know, it goes to a question we had talked about before, and now this is a, a two-pronged question for you. We're talking about their favorite years in the business. One would be as a fan, and then one would be obviously as an owner. Do you have a, a two? Yeah. Um, I think my favorite year as a fan, that's a great question. I didn't know you were going to ask it. My favorite year as a fan, honestly, would probably be 1992. And I say that because I was nine years old, turning 10 years old. And it was the first year that I really, from start to finish, the whole calendar year was watching multiple wrestling companies. You know, 91 was kind of the discovery year. 1990, I started watching wrestling. 1991, I started discovering more companies. 92, the whole year I was reading magazines, watching different wrestling. And 
uh, I really enjoyed the, w- the WWF shows. I really enjoyed the WCW, whether it was the Kip Fry era or the Bill Watts era. And, it, you know, everything was just magical to me. And, and it's hard to put a price tag on that. And as a promoter, I think last year, we always hear people talk about 2021 AEW red hot. And it was the perfect set of circumstances. And it's funny because in June and and leading into the summer, I think people were wondering what we were going to do, how we were going to um, capture that heat and and get yeah. that momentum. And a lot of things happened for us. And obviously free agency, the biggest thing I think that moved that summer last year was the arrival of CM Punk and, you know, teases and, the, the buzz around Brian Danielson and Adam Cole possibly coming in, which happened it all out. And now we're in a really exciting place. And last year was probably my favorite year as a promoter. And now uh, I'm looking to get us back to where we were in terms of having all of our top stars on the roster, healthy and active at the same time. And right. Piece by piece, I think we're going to get there. The most challenging year I've had was 2020 in many ways because of the lockdown. And there were months where a lot of the top stars in our company were not able to travel. They were locked down with their families. And I told everybody it's going to be voluntary through the pandemic, especially uh, that first year. Nobody knew what was happening. and, And a lot of people stayed home for months. And it was challenging putting the shows together, but in some ways I'm the proudest of those shows we did in 2020 early pandemic because we kept the company going and they were still really good shows, even though sometimes half the big stars or more weren't really around. At one point we had 29% of the roster two and a half years ago. And now, you know, it's, it's crazy to say a lot of the big stars this year have been out. And if that was the the lockdown year, 2020, I think in 2022, there's been a ton of injuries and it's been uh, the year of, of changes and, and shakeups. But that being said, we've managed to come through and do some of our best shows this summer. And, and I think that's now probably topping 2020 for what I'm the proudest of, because I thought last week's show, was one of the best ones we've ever done for fight for the fallen. And it was for a great cause, Oceana. And really, if you look, you know, a couple of weeks before that fighter fest week one, I think was tremendous. Um, and then a couple of weeks before that, I thought road rager was one of the best shows of the year. So we've had some of our best shows this summer, even with a lot of our top people out. And I think that's only been possible because a lot of people, have taken the leap. Some of these are really young wrestlers. Some of them are people that are young, but they're not, you know, super young and they've just taken a leap in their career. But a lot of these are really, we saw last week, a bit of a youth movement on Wednesday night dynamite. And I think that's really helped us this summer. Uh, Well, our very own Gabby said uh, 2021 was her favorite, especially being a new fan. And uh, most of her moments were all because of AEW. So uh, you guys, uh, just celebrating you and thinking about those times. And I remember when you would come on the show during COVID and even for me and Dave, we didn't know what was going on, but the biggest thing and which was so unheard of at the time was your caring for the wrestlers, the well-being, and like how 
protected you were with testing everybody. And it just, it's a testament to you as a human being uh, doing that because you put humans over a price tag of dollars. And uh, that's why, again, I praise you for a lot of reasons, but let us never forget stuff like that, that gets uh, done. And you're right about last week's movement. And if I could ask you this, cause I know I always ask you these questions. I looked at your show. I loved your show last week and, and Danny Garcia had a breakthrough performance and it proved in the ratings. But I'm saying to myself, how do you not, like you have such a great mind or is it your gut? Like the, the, the show, the match you opened with, with Moxley, do you put it first or do you put Garcia Danielson first? Like that, those are two matches that both in my opinion could carry, but how do you go and say, I need to choose this over the other? Cause they're, they're like, life or death decisions to me if I was like running AEW like I wouldn't know what to do so I just kind of want to I like Tony Brain I like to to hear how it goes <laughs> well it was, a, it was really hard call which matches to schedule and then where to put them last week and I thought Moxley versus Roosh was a really hot opener and yep. just a great way to hook people into the show and then as the show went on I thought we could really build interest for Danielson versus Garcia and I felt like we'd have a better chance to hook a big audience for the night, maybe opening with Roosh versus Moxley. And mm -hmm. also both matches, you know, I came up with, to be honest, at the Ring of Honor event the previous weekend at Death Before Dishonor. I, I was putting touches on the Dynamite card for last week and they both just felt right. You know, Roosh really came alive and had a great performance. And uh, it was against his own brother, Dragon Lee, no less. And I thought for Garcia, this is going to be the biggest showcase of Danny's career to this point. And, and for all we know, it could be the biggest match of his career and just felt right being the main event. And I thought it would really set the tone going out and really give everybody, uh, when you look back at the episode and how many people made some kind of a leap, whether it was jungle boy doing the best promo he's done or hook coming out and winning the FTW title a lot of young wrestlers really stepped up and had their moment and definitely for young Danny Garcia to have his, I thought was really, really cool. Um, and he deserves it. He had a great match with Wheeler Yuta. He came very close to winning the ring of honor pure championship the weekend prior. And then to come out and beat Brian Danielson, uh, that is huge in any wrestler's career. And especially somebody who appreciates the business the way Danny does. So it, it was, a great show, and I think bookended absolutely by classic matches, opening with Mox versus Roosh and closing with Garcia versus Danielson. Good call. Thanks, Ben. Here with AEW and, uh, President Tony Tony Cotton. Oh, sorry, Tony. I did. I know. I know we're talking about younger wrestlers, and you obviously have a myriad of young wrestlers that you have been highlighting and pushing the business forward. And we'll get back to Dynamite, but from uh, you know the youth and the future of the business, I, I do just want to back jump back to Sunday. Um, I, I do have to ask you. You are such a historian. You are such a pro wrestling fan. How trippy was it for you on Sunday night to watch Ric Flair have his final match against you know an AEW guy in Jay Lethal and Andrade? I mean, what what was like your emotional range? What did you think about that whole event? Because it was an event, Tony. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a lot of AEW participation oh, yeah. in it, and a lot of people asked if they could, you know, be involved. And I thought 
uh, it was the right thing to do. And uh, for, for that, for all of them, uh, everybody came back and, and had a, had a great time. And it seemed like it really captured a lot of excitement and there was definitely a lot of interest in it. And I was, I was happy to see that and just glad everybody came out of it. Okay. That's definitely the most important thing. And, uh, you know, it, it seems like, uh, it seems like it was a successful event and, uh, everybody from AEW and ring of honor who was involved at a great time and, and definitely the fans, um, you know, were able to pay tribute, which was uh, really cool. And a lot of people in the business able to pay tribute too, which is also awesome. Yep. And, you know, yeah, we just was, had Jay Lethal on and Jay thanked you and thanked AEW because, yep. I mean, to be honest, you could have said no and you didn't. Yep. But so that's super duper cool. Yeah, of course, man. And uh, speaking of Jay Lethal, he's got a big match tonight on Dynamite. Jay Lethal's had a great year in wrestling and yep. he's had some awesome matches. Yes, uh, we saw Samoa Joe versus Jay Lethal was a classic at death before Dishonor a couple weeks ago, Jay Lethal with a big win on Rampage over Christopher Daniels, another Ring of Honor legend. And uh, Jay Lethal really been on a tear, whether it's Takeshita uh, or Lee Moriarty in Ring of Honor. A lot of great wins this year for Jay Lethal. And he's one of the top-ranked wrestlers in AEW, and he's going to fight another one of our top stars tonight, Orange Cassidy. And last week they really went at it in the trios match on rampage. And I'm really excited to see that as a one-on-one match. Two of my favorites, orange Cassidy versus Jay lethal one-on-one tonight. I just think that's going to be a really great wrestling match. Yes. Different mm-hmm. styles and Jay's on uh, next level, but so is orange Cassidy. We really seen him grow within AEW and uh, it is a definitely interesting matchup. And I know, uh, I know I personally can enjoy it because I'm a big mark for uh, both guys. I love watching them perform. Mm-hmm. And both guys, I really think, are chasing a championship. They both had close calls. We see Jay Lethal, really close call with Samoa Joe. And we saw Orange Cassidy had a close call with Wardlow. And has had a number of close calls in championship matches. So I think both of them uh, are really chasing championship gold. And, and both could be a great champion. So it's something to keep an eye on. And a lot of stakes in that match tonight. Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal. Nice. Yeah, should be a good yeah, one. Tony. And also, hey, Tony. Uh, hey, yeah, I was just saying, Tony, you talk about the. I was just say you talk about the future. You talk about having great years. Uh, you mentioned his name just a little bit ago, Wheeler Yuta. Uh, I mean, massive spot <laughs> against Jericho tonight. Yeah, I was just. Well, you took the words out of my mouth, my friend. I'm so excited about <laughs> Wheeler great minds, Yuta. <laughs> that, that's a great minds indeed. And I was about to say the same thing. Um, <laughs> really, what a year Wheeler Yuta is having. And he's yeah. been involved in some of the biggest moments on AEW TV this year. Huge part of the blood and guts and his team winning this year, uh, beating the Jericho Appreciation Society. And we saw him have really his star-making moment on Rampage just over three months ago in Boston when he took John Moxley to the limit in their third match. And that is one of the best matches on AEW TV this year. And it's really a needle-moving match for us. Uh, it's the highest-rated episode of Rampage in all, all of this year and the, the highest-rated episode since October, actually, uh, Moxley versus Yuta. And something that I think there's a lot of interest in seeing, frankly, a fourth match between Moxley and Yuta. But you have to admit, 
uh, Chris Jericho right now is also probably having his best year in AEW. And really, since he first came in and won the title, I don't think we've seen Chris Jericho on this dominant of a run. Certainly, physically, he looks better than he has in many years. Yeah. And uh, whoever wins this match is going to be a really, really tough out for the interim world champion, John Moxley, next week. And it two very different styles, and it would be two very different matches. Uh, whoever wins this match, Jericho versus Yuta, it's going to be a great world title fight next week at the Quake by the Lake. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. Serious XM Podcasts. Here you are. BPMs high, sweat dripping, body moving, tongue panting. You're working hard, real hard, and you're thirsty. You need vitamins, nutrients for peak performance and energy. And your plants do too. Aw, let me just look at the little guy. Water-soluble plant food from miracle Grow is full of essential nutrients. Just a little scoop into your watering can and boom, instant feeding and bigger, more beautiful plants. It's kind of like a sports drink for your plants. You may have to suffer from heat, but your plants do not. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.